Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with Carol, and we are going to talk a little bit about potty training. Thank you for having me. My name is Carol Siegel. I am the owner and founder of the Bambini Method. And to give you some little bit of context and some back information about myself, I've been personally teaching in a Montessori school for well over 20 plus years, mainly working with children ages two years old. And one of the number one skills when you're working with children that age is toilet training. I also have a lot of experience with working with children younger. My Montessori certification is from ages birth to six years old. And the school that I worked at, we had children from ages six weeks all the way up to adolescence. And at the school, I was in charge of our birth to three program. So I have tons of experience working with children ages birth to three. And during that period, I loved mentoring the parents, the the teachers, and me personally doing it with the children and in my own classroom was toileting because it was a big part of what we did on a day-to-day basis. When the pandemic hit, I actually lost my job. And so I reinvented myself and created the Bambini Method. And I, at first I was focused on sleep training and toilet training and discipline and things like that. But there's such a big need in toileting that now that's really just my main niche. And so much of what I do with toileting and talking, communicating with families does incorporate the sleep aspect, the discipline aspect so much of toileting is behavioral as well. So we incorporate so many of these skills that already naturally was working on into the program that I consult with and educate my parents on. I'm so happy that you mentioned that when it comes to being in like a school setting with kids, how toileting is such an important part because it's such a big topic when it comes to moms and daycares or wherever they choose to place their kids, whether they are able to attend if they're right. if they're potty trained or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, when is a good time to start potty training? I know that's such a broad question and I know it's probably going to vary. So it might not be an age, but how do we know? Yeah. So just to give you some, a little bit of education, educational information. So just like anything else with as children are growing and developing, there are sensitive periods. A sensitive period is a period when something comes very easily, very naturally, and a child's very eager and willing and wanting to learn. And we don't always know or need to know when these sensitive periods are, but we kind of do. Like, for example, it's typically like, you know, that your child's going to start walking around 12 months and you're gearing them and developmentally getting them ready for them to start walking, right? So same thing with toileting. And so for toileting, the sensitive period is between 15 and 24 months, which is really shocking for a lot of families to hear because so often, this is the number one thing that I hear from parents is, well, when I spoke to my pediatrician, they just told me to wait until I start seeing some of the signs, or they just told me to wait until three years old or after two, when that is just not the case. I had the pleasure of working with children as early as infancy. And so personally, 
I don't like to call toilet training toilet training because to me, toilet training is you're changing or changing habits or you're training them. I like to call it toilet learning because it's really a learning process. And, and to add to that, so personally, it's, as soon as a child, and this is what we did in the school that I worked at and that I was in charge of, was as soon as a child was comfortably sitting on their own, you know, just in general sitting, as we were changing them in our infant classrooms, we would also sit them on a potty chair. So they started associating diaper changes, sitting them down on a potty chair, and then we put a fresh diaper on. And so it just became very natural. And we weren't surprised, like children would kind of start having their diapers a little bit less dry, and they would actually start going in the potty chair. The earliest I personally had transitioned a a student into underwear was like right around 14 months. So I know it's possible. I did teach in a classroom ages 15 months to 24 months, and I was 100% successful in getting every single child transitioned to underwear before two years old. So I know it works. And I know that that sensitive period is a true time frame, and it works. And it's just what the key is, is being consistent. For example, I was working in a classroom today. Um, I'm doing some subbing in a Montessori classroom. And I was with a student who is, I would say, 16 months old, not verbal, not talking. And she just looked at me and she literally pointed at her diaper. We were by like the toilet area, the bathroom area. And so I'm like, okay, let's check your diaper. She was dry. She happily sat down. We went through the process. She did not produce, she did not actually void, but that is okay. They don't need to be producing and going and whatnot. You just want them to start getting comfortable, start getting, go through that process of when you're changing them, you're sitting them on a potty chair and kind of going from there. So number one question I get asked, and I know you're going to be asking me this, what are some of the signs, right? So like I said, they could be touching their diapers. They could just start walking and start following you into the bathroom. They show you that they're interested in like when they're following you, oh, the wine to like start flushing and they want to like role model. They love watching you doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's so true. My son does that already or he'll like bring a diaper to me. Yes. So I'm like, yes. okay, it's time. I, I think it's time. I just need to finish listening to my book. Hi everyone. It's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with friends and family. Buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast. Follow me on Instagram at MamaWearsAthLeisure. And finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Yes, they don't need to be speaking right? They don't need to physically, you could start so many families too, that I notice are doing some sign language with the kids at a young age. Often like you easily kind of start doing some sign language. They could start doing some of those movements or even just touching like, oh, potty, you could touch and you could touch your front of the diaper. You could touch the back. So that could communicate. Do you need to go pee? Or do you need to go poop? things like that. And so often at a young age, kids do start seeing, seeing poo and things like that. When they also, some signs are when they start telling you when their diaper is wet, 
is also an early sign that that they're ready for it as well. So like that's why part of the reason why I like to call it toilet learning is at a certain period in time, especially once the child is walking, this is a prime example. Once your child's independent and already walking, this is when I like to start walking them to the bathroom and start changing their diapers in the bathroom and sitting them in potty chair and starting a routine, starting that process and getting them comfortable. Because at this age, right, they just kind of follow you and they kind of do what you're doing. And then they see you doing while you're going to the bathroom, you could sit on the toilet, they could sit on the potty chair, you could do this at the same time, be done, wash hands and continue on doing what you're doing. So you're kind of starting like a little routine, right? Because naturally, think about like when you need to go to the bathroom, right? Usually it's as soon as we wake up before we leave the house, shortly after meals. So those are some of the timeframes that you also want to be start introducing and start taking your own child and doing the same thing with them. Those are some tips, I would say. I feel like you kind of already answered my next question on how you can like prepare a little one for this stage. But with the preparation piece, do you personally think that there is big difference between choosing like the little potty versus the one that goes on the actual toilet seat and having steps like which one would be a little bit better when it comes to yeah doing practicing that's a great question and that's a question that I get asked often to start kind of like I was saying you want to maybe start as early as nine months old or when they're sitting you kind of want to start with the potty chair because you need and want them to feel safe. You want their feet to be stable on the floor for pooping purposes, right? You need them to kind of sit properly, have their feet angled so the poop comes out easily and they kind of just naturally go and and feel comfortable with it. The toilet sometimes is just too big. The emptiness, the hole, the water and all that is just too scary for them at first. And they're just too small for it. I say once your child is successful in pooping and peeing and and going regularly and they're maybe bigger and able to climb up independently on their own with a stool is when you would transition into a toilet when they have that confidence already. Is there like a realistic time frame for how long somebody should think about how long it's going to take when it comes to teaching your little one how to use a potty? Yes and no. Like anything, we all do things in our own timing, right? And then especially if you take my advice in starting this early, once your child's like naturally going on their own, as they're, you're naturally going to start seeing their diapers drier for long periods of times, they're just going to naturally start voiding and using the potty. So they're just going to naturally, it's show you. It's more of a holistic route, I would say. I don't even know if that's the proper word, but they will show you that they are capable and able and willing to go. Because at a young age, like I was saying, like they want to be doing what you're doing. Because once they turn two and like close to three, everything's no. They want to fight you with everything, right? (laughs) They want to, no, I don't want to, no. But if you just like make it part of your team, make it part of what you're doing, it's part of your life and whatever, and you're doing so early on, 
there's really no resistance. They're just like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Okay. You don't need them to be sitting there for long periods of time. That's another big question. How long should I have them sit there? I would say no longer than five minutes. If they haven't gone, no big deal. All right, let's get up. Let's go. Let's continue doing what we're doing. Is there anything that you would say helps encourage kids to go? Like sometimes you hear people use rewards. So whether that's some sort of a tree, a toy, a candy, whatever. What are your thoughts on that? Like, is it, yes, that works for some people or it might not for others? Yeah. So yes, rewards do can work. They often only work for a very short period of time. To me, it's not a realistic way or route to go because do you get rewarded when you go? We don't, right? For me, I don't believe in rewards. Montessori, just my philosophy and just in my training and using the term of Montessori and training, we don't believe in rewards. We don't believe even in praising per se. We believe more of that the act of going is the intrinsic reward. So we focus in my consulting and when I'm working with families one-to-one, I'm often working on the verbiage, the language, what should we be saying, what we should be doing, because that is so important in this stage. And it's so often parents don't realize that they're shaming their child just by some of the things that they're saying and or their tone of what they're saying things in. And I get it. It is so hard because when something's happening, accident after accident after accident, it gets frustrating. But we really need to be cautious and conscious about our, our verbiage and our language of what we're saying. So like I was saying, it should be the act of going is the intrinsic reward. So when your child goes, I also, and I was kind of saying, we don't praise, like we don't want to go like, oh, you went pee and start clapping and getting really overly excited. Again, I know it happens often, but I always recommend like kind of being like very matter of fact and nonchalant, like, oh, look, you peed. And showing them and getting like an excited voice, like you pee, let's do this again next time we go. Just kind of giving them that language and just pointing it out. That is it. And then you just kind of move on. At this age, they love to clean. They love to do things. If that's said they do go, it's like, okay, let's dump this into toilet. So you help them, encourage them and showing them how to dump it into the toilet, what the steps are, kind of just going through the process with them. Thank you for all of that. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations that would be helpful for anyone that is either starting this route, considering to start this route, or is in it but struggling? Yes. So my best suggestion is and recommendation would be consistency is key. Consistency, consistency. Part of the biggest reason why I say families come to me is children often struggle on how to poop. So parents always ask me if they have a boy, when's a good time to start standing? I always say we don't start standing until your child's mastered pooping because you want to expect that every time that they're sitting down on the toilet or the potty, that they're going to poop, that there's always an opportunity, there's always that chance. My other main suggestion would be call your penis a penis, call your vagina a vagina, use the real terms and language with them as well would be another great suggestion. So 
it's potty talk. And if it's a part of your routine and part of your life, it's going to become very easy, very natural for, for everybody involved in the family. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to walk us through this very fun and exciting stage. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.